Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me at uh, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast, among them the Old Time Radio Superman Show. Uh, you can check that out at otrsuperman.com. And we are working hard to restore that series after a service or issue took out most of the episodes. We have more than half the episodes restored now, including the last 437 episodes. So that'll keep you busy for a while. And then we have our Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. So many great episodes and actor tributes. And we'll be getting into our spring series later on this month. Check that out at amazing.greatdetectives.net and then our World War II podcast at thewar.greatdetectives.net and also check out the video version of this podcast at videotheater.greatdetectives.net Well, now it's time for this week's episode of The Fat Man. The original air date is December the 16th, 1954 and the title is Murder Takes a Statue. There he goes into that drugstore. He's stepping on the scale... Two hundred and thirty-nine pounds. Fortune, And now here is the fat man in Murder Makes a Statue. Picnic isn't exactly my idea of the way to eat a good dinner, especially after being in the infantry and remembering a few picnics I'd had in the snow in Belgium. But you know women, once they make up their mind to do something, it's going to happen or else. And Kathy had made up her mind that we were going on a picnic. When she came into the office that morning, she was all excited about the spring and the trees and the cute little lunch she packed. Oh, you must bring wonderful bags. Doesn't it just do something to you? Uh, makes me sleepy. Oh, you, you're about as romantic as a laundry list. <laughs> I lose my appetite in the spring, too. Hey, these sandwiches look good. Hmm. They're, uh... Sort of small, aren't they? Oh, Brad, it's only 9.15. Don't eat them now. Okay, honey, okay. Look, I've got an idea. What? Why don't we just have our picnic here? It's nice and quiet, and there are chairs and the desk. Oh, no, you don't. We're going, and we're going right now. Huh? Oh, Mr. Runyon. You are Mr. Runyon, aren't you? That's right, beautiful, but I'm taking the day off. It's spring, and I'm getting back to nature. I'm going on a picnic. Oh, no. Oh, yes. But this is important, Mr. Runyon. I'm sorry, honey, but it's no use. I'm taking the day off. I'm going on a picnic. But you've got to help me. I'm in trouble. Look, look, I, I got money, a lot of money. I'll make it what you want. Just listen to me here. You take this first. Two hundred dollars. But I can't. Please take it. I'll give you more later, but first, just listen to me. 
For $200, I'd listen to anything. I know it. Now, don't get excited, Kathy. I'm just going to hear what she has to say. Oh, Brad. Okay, stop talking. What's bothering you? It's confidential. Do you mind? She means you, Kathy. I know what she means. Do you mind waiting out in the hall just a couple of minutes? Certainly I mind. It better not be more than a couple of minutes either. All right. Make it fast. What's your name? My name is... is, is, What's the matter? uh, Hey, hey, wait. I feel... Hey. Kathy! Kathy, come in here quick. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, too fast. Can we go... What? She fainted. Here, give me a hand with her. Maybe I ought to get some water. Pulse seems normal. Get her on in a minute. Hand me a pocketbook. Hmm? Oh, yeah. What are you going to do with it? Look inside and see if I can find out who she is. Maybe we ought to call a doctor, Brad. I don't think we'll need one. What an odd hairdo she has. Yeah. He's looked like Pierre Plaster. Is there anything in her bag to identify it? No, nothing here but lipstick, powder, money, coat. Wait a minute, here's something that might. What is it? Wedding ring. It's got some engraving inside, but I can't make it out. Give me that magnifying glass there on the desk. Okay. Really? Uh huh. It says Laura, June 16, 1940. Where am I? Ah, take it easy. You're okay. You're fainted that guy. Uh, let me help you up. Hey, just sit here in this chair. You? Where am I? I am Brad Runyon, the detective you came to see just before you fainted. Oh, I don't understand. I can't see. Who's that girl? Wait a minute. What's the matter with you? Kathy was right here when you came in. I don't remember coming in here. Why did you want a detective? I don't know. I don't get this. What's your name? Where do you live? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Do you understand? Shut up, hysterics. Stop it. What's happened? You probably had a shock of some sort. When you fainted, your memory went blank. You mean I need you? Yeah. Maybe we can snap it back. Listen, does the name Laura mean anything to you? Oh. No, it doesn't. Look at this wedding ring. You recognize it? No. Where did it come from? It was in your pocketbook. <gasps> oh, what's happened to me? Why can't I remember? Why can't I? Take it easy now. <laughs> Look, Kathy, I think we'll have to postpone the picnic for a while. We've got to take care of this girl until we find out who she is. Of course. She's in some sort of trouble, so the quicker the better. I want you to take her over to your apartment and keep her there until I come. Where are you going? I'm going to the marriage license bureau and see if they had a record of anyone called Laura getting married on June 16, 1940. It's no use. It's no use. I just can't remember anything at all. You mustn't get yourself so upset. Brad should be back. But it's so horrible. It's probably only temporary. I have the feeling that there, that there's something, something important that I have to do, but I, I just can't remember. It's like a dream at night. <laughs> just trying to cry. Brad, that you? Yes, baby. What'd you find out? Did you trace it? Do you know who I am? Yes, I think so. 
I checked through the files and found that a marriage license was issued to a Laura Hayes and Jim Margo on June 16, 1940. Does that mean anything to you? No. No, it doesn't mean a thing. Why don't you look up those names in the phone book? I did. Jim Margo is a commercial photographer with a studio down in Greenwich Village. If I could only remember what my name is. It must be Laura. I'm not so sure. We'll call her... Maggie, until we find out whether or not she's Mrs. Jim Margo. Maggie? Why Maggie? It's the first name that popped into my head. I wonder. <laughs> Jealous, Kathy. Come on, Maggie. You and I are going visiting. Where are you taking me? We're going to call on your husband. I'm sorry, but Mr. Margo's very busy right now. He can't see anyone. But this is important. Listen, Irene, how long is Margot going to keep me waiting on that other set with his flimsy wrap on? I'm freezing to death in there. Take it easy, honey. Only has one more shot to make. Hey, that's cute. They're making wraps out of feathers these days. Yeah, cute, isn't it? Cute, but not warm. Oh, please, please don't touch me with... What's the matter, Maggie? It's the feathers. I, I can't stand them. Please, please, I'm allergic to feathers. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize they were touching me. Maggie, run over there. Hey, wait a minute. You can't go in there. That's all right, sister. This is important. Okay, now hold it, girls. That's right. That's... No, no. Wait a minute. I'll throw your head back farther, Lois. There. That's it. Okay, now hold it. Hold it. That's fine. Okay, take a break. Jim Margo. Yeah, but I'm very busy. Now, come back later. I don't think you're too busy for this. What are you talking about? So who are you, anyway? My name's Runyon. Brad Runyon. The flat man? The detective? That's right. Your wife has had an accident. Laura, in an accident? What's, what's happened? Don't get excited. She's not really hurt. She's lost a memory. But I don't understand. She was all right. When, when did you see her last? Well, this morning, of course, when I left home. Hey, where is she now? She's sitting in your waiting room. She's had a bad shock or a bad fright. I want you to go out there now and talk to her just as if nothing were wrong. Good. Come on. There she is over there. Well, hello, look. What's the matter? That's not Laura. I've never seen this girl before in my life. Maggie at all? He never saw her before. If only I could remember. If I could buy the ring. It was his wife's ring, all right, but he had no idea how it got in Maggie's bag. I don't understand it. Maggie, are you sure you didn't recognize him? I've never seen him as far as I can remember. Mr. Runyon, please help me. You are going to help me, aren't you? Uh Uh-huh. Why don't we take it to the police, Brad? They could probably trace her. I've got a better idea. What? You wanted to see the countryside in the spring. Let's go for a ride. Are you out of your mind? We can't do that now. Sure we can. Jim Margo's got a place in the country. But what do you want to see him again for? I want to return his wife's wedding ring. Familiar, Maggie? No, nothing. 
Lonely looking place, isn't it? Yeah. Don't open the door, Brad. Oh, the dog. He's as big as a horse. He's a great Dane. Hello there, big boy. Yeah, what's the matter? Where are you sore at? Don't, Brad, don't. Look, he'll bite you. No, he won't. You big fellows know how to get along together. Besides, I'm bigger than he. Please be careful. Reach in that compartment there and give me that box of cookies. Here you are. Thanks, Maggie. Watch out, Brad. Now, wait a minute. I'm not afraid of you. Here. Here, have one of these cookies. Okay. Okay, take the whole box. See, he didn't want to bite anybody. Come on. He looked awful mean. They won't bite unless you're afraid of them. The door's not closed tight. Yeah. Must be somebody around. Anybody home? Come on, let's go in. Dad, you just can't go into somebody's house. I'm already in. Come on, Maggie. Oh, what are you going to do? Just take a look around and wait a while. Maybe somebody will show up. Oh, I don't like this, Brad. Maybe Maggie will see something here in the house that will jolt her memory. Now, take a look in that studio over there, Kathy. Mac and I look in here. All right. This looks like the living room. Take a good look around, Maggie. Isn't there something, anything that clicks? No. No, it's all strange to me. Dad! What is it? Come here, quick. What's the matter? What's wrong? Well, there! There! There in the chair! Stop it! Don't look! Oh. Said all right. Somebody stuck a knife in her back. Go here. <laughs> Who do you think she is? I don't know, but I imagine it's Laura Margo. Come on, Maggie, snap out of it. Do you recognize that dead girl? No. No, I've never seen her before. Oh, if only I could remember. Hey, what are you putting that little fancy in your pocket for? Oh, I like it, honey. It's very what are pretty. You doing it? Just a minute. Look here in the fireplace. Hmm? Don't touch it, Cathy. But don't you want to? I'll try to put it together with my foot. What is it, Mr. Runyon? That's the picture, Maggie. The picture of whom? Of you, Hi, Mac. Who was the dead girl? You were right, Brad. She was Laura Margot. The medical examiner says she was killed between 9.30 and 10.30 this morning. You sure of that? He's positive. What about her husband, Jim Margot? I had him picked up as soon as I got back to town. They brought him in here to headquarters for questioning. He was pretty broken up about his wife's death. You still got him? No, we had to let him go. Didn't really have a thing on him, and he came up with a pretty good alibi. What was the alibi? His receptionist swore he came into the studio this morning before 9.30. Showed us the appointment book they keep. That appointment's in it for 9.30, 10, 10.30 this morning. She could be lying. Yeah. So could you, Brad. 
What's that supposed to mean, Mac? I think you're holding something back. For instance? For instance, what about this client of yours, that Maggie, the girl who's lost her memory? You saw her? You questioned her? Did you find out who she is? No, there wasn't any record of her fingerprints. Then you know as much about her as I do. Well, what about that picture of her that was torn up and thrown in the fireplace? Why don't you ask Jim Margot? I did. He says he doesn't know anything about it at all. Never saw the picture of the girl before. What do you think I'm holding out on you? Why did the girl come to see you? I don't know. She fainted before she could tell me. Where is she now, Brad? You boys couldn't identify her and let her go. I sent her up to Kathy's apartment. She's there now. Well, I'm sorry, Brad, but i got to talk to that client of yours right away. It's important. Why? Because there was only one set of fingerprints on the murder knife, and they belonged to Maggie. It's funny. Well, answer. You better not be kidding me, Runyon. Mac, I was never more serious in my life. Figure this out. It's a lock. Looks like nobody... Kathy! Kathy! Hey, what's happened to her? Kathy! Kathy, it's me, Brad! She hurt? I don't know. See if Maggie's in the other room. Kathy! Kathy! Hmm? Wake up, honey, wake up! Oh, Maggie's gone, Ryan. I want the truth. Where is she? I don't know. What's wrong with Kathy? Looks like somebody slipped us in knockout drops. Runyon, if you've been kidding me, you're going to be sorry. I've played along with you lots of times, and you run pretty close to the law, but you've never tried to protect a murderer. Stop being a cop, Mac, and go in the kitchen and see if there's some coffee there. We've got to wake Kathy up. I told don't you. Don't be a jerk, Mac. Go get the coffee. Well, someday you're going to go too far. Come on, baby. We're going to take a walk. Let me go. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry, honey, but it's going oh. to be walking. Oh, no, don't let me sleep. Please. Walk, baby, walk. What I'm happened? Sleeping. Where's Maggie? I don't know. I'm sleepy. Please, You've got to wake up, Kathy. Now try, honey, try. It's Brad. What happened? Hmm? Brad. Oh, hello, Brad. Here's the coffee. Good. Here, honey, drink this. I don't want it. I want to go sleep. Uh-uh. Not yet, baby. Here. It's better. <sighs> now what happened? What happened? What? I don't know. I, I guess I must have fallen asleep. Maggie's gone. Gone? She can't be. She was here. Was anybody else up here tonight? No, no, just Maggie and me. We sat and talked a while, and she said she wanted a drink, so I picked each of us a drink. Then, then I must have fallen asleep. She drugged you, then. Maggie? It looks like it, sweetheart. Why? I don't understand. Because she's a murderer, and she knew the game was nearly up. This doesn't look so good for you, Runyon. I'm going to send out a general alarm to bring her in. Don't be a sap, Mac. She couldn't have murdered Laura Margot. Why not? Because Maggie was with me in my office when the murder was committed. But, Kathy, it's nearly midnight. You ought to stay home and go to bed. No, it's no use, Brad. I'm going with you in that bed. But, honey, I've got work to do, and you need I'd rest. I've got a bit sleepy now, honestly. Look, I'm fine. What's the matter with you, anyway? Well, I don't know. 
I guess I'm nervous or something. Maybe it was the drugger. I just don't want to be alone. That's silly. Now, you run along back. It's not silly. I'm afraid. Afraid? Yes, the murderer is still loose. Now, I'm not going back there to my apartment alone. Okay, sweetheart. Get ready for a long ride. Where are you going? Back to Jim Margot's house in the country. I've got some unfinished business up there. I doubt it. He is. He's probably asleep. You're not just going to walk in. Sure. Of course, I think. Let's see more what you're doing. I do. What? Oh. It was locked. I don't like this one. Yes, but it's one baby. Yes, it's one baby. Yes, it's one baby. Yes, it's one baby. Yes, it's one Certainly. You'd rather wait out here. Oh, no, no. Okay, come on, man. Quiet! Lord of the Hall is right over there. Lord of the Mean be as quiet as possible. I don't think there's anybody in the house. There's no people out here. Nothing in particular. I'm going to give you another look around Margaret's studio. Where we'll we find his wife's watch? What do you think, Jim? Yeah. Through the open window, I'm not sure. Maybe another body. No! Quiet. See if there's a light switch by the door. Yes, there's one. No, no. Look at this room. Somebody's been here. Yeah. Looks like a tornado hit it. Listen. Yeah. Get that big gun. Something must. Come on, honey, quick! Somebody's driving away, Brad. Oh! What's the matter, Kathy? I tripped over something, Brad. Brad, I think it's a body. Give me that flashlight. Who is it? It's the dog. Somebody shot him. What does it all mean, Brad? It means that we've got to get back to Jim Margot's studio in town as fast as we can. The murderer was just in this house looking for something, but it wasn't there. Well, how do you know it wasn't there? Because I've got it in my pocket. It's light on in Jim Marker's studio. Somebody's in there. I want you to do just as I tell you. Stay outside here in the hall. If you hear anybody coming, let me know quick. I'm going inside. You think Margot is in danger? A lot more than he thinks. Oh, good. Come in, Arlene. I'm in everybody. Who's Arlene, Margot? Batman. Startled me. Who's Arlene? Why, it's a, it's a friend of mine. Working sort of late, aren't you? I had some things to finish up tonight. Why the suitcase? Going someplace? No, no. I'm uh, going to stay in town a while. After what happened this morning, I... Uh, well, I naturally don't feel like going back home. Somebody broke into your home tonight, Margot. Broke into my home? But but why? I don't understand. Whoever it was killed your dog. Champ did? 
just attacked them when they tried to get in. Uh-huh. Or maybe they did it so we'd think that was what happened. What are you talking about? Maybe the dog really knew who it was and wouldn't have bothered him. So he killed the dog to throw me off. Yeah, I see what you mean. He's pretty smart, fat man. Thanks. But why would anybody break into my house? They were looking for something. What? A little statue. But they didn't find it because I've got it in my pocket. Here it is. Does it look familiar to you, Margo? Uh, no, no, I, I've never seen it. You know who it's a statue of? No, of course not. That's funny because I recognize it. It's the girl I brought to see you this morning, the girl I called Maggie, who was suffering from amnesia. What are you driving at, Runyon? Your memory isn't so good either. What do you mean? It's no good, Margot. I found this statue in your sculpting studio, and it's got your name on the base. You Don't see? make a move, Runyon. <laughs> Pretty fast on the draw for a photographer. Yeah, and a good shot, too. His gun is loaded, and I'll kill you if you try to stop me. You still haven't told me who Arlene is, Margot. Arlene and Maggie are the same girl, aren't they? I don't know what you're talking about. Sure you do. You killed your wife so you could run away with Arlene, didn't you? She slipped up, though. She remembered she was allergic to feathers. You've got it all figured out, haven't you? Yeah. Well, that's too bad, because now I'll have to kill you. But first, I want that statue. Give it to me. It's a nice piece of work, Margot. I recognize Maggie by the Cleopatra hairdo. Toss it over here. Hey, what? what's going on out there? Here's the statue, Margot. Oh, oh my arm, you... Not I dropped. You get yours, fat man. Watch the birdie, Margot. Oh, what a punch, Brad. Yeah, I guess he'll sleep a while. Where's Maggie? Over there on the floor. She's dreaming, too. What did you do to her? Why, I, I gave her what you call that old judo one, too. Oh, it's wonderful, Brad. It really works. Hey, what's the idea of a party at 3 o'clock in the morning, Kathy? <laughs> hey, it's not a party, Mac. It's a picnic. You don't have picnics indoors. You go out in the country. You pack a lunch. We've got the lunch all packed. See it in the basket. But well, I thought we were going to eat here. We are. Brad likes his picnics in comfort. Sure, sure. Nice chairs, a table, no bugs. Oh, it's a beautiful night. How can you tell with that beef stick over your eyes? Huh? Oh, you ought to see the other girl. Well, nobody will be seeing her for a long time or Margot either. Why did she fake the amnesia, Brad, and come to your office? She did it for an airtight alibi. She and Margot had planned it that way. He was to do the killing and then point everything toward Maggie, or rather, Arlene. That was her real name. But why? I don't get it. Well, it looked for sure as if she'd done it. Fingerprints on the knife, the torn photograph. But she couldn't have done it because she was in my office at the time of the murder. It was supposed to be a real stumper for us, and it would have been, too. If Margot hadn't forgotten about the statue, and she hadn't pulled a boner about the feathers. Oh, listen, Brad, is that thunder? Yeah, have an olive, Mac. Well, this is one picnic that won't be rained out. Oh. 
same time, I generally manage to get some other people in and out of trouble, too. Be seeing you again. So long. Welcome back. I have to admit that as soon as her convenient case of amnesia came on, I suspected either that uh, she was faking or the writer was doing a hack job because that's such a ridiculous coincidence to actually be true. I found uh, Max's uh, suspicion and threats towards Brad not to be particularly justified or to be consistent with the character or the way the relationship uh, is uh, portrayed. It's like, I just have to, you know, threaten you because I'm the police foil here. Other than that, this is another solid Fat Man story, and I hope you enjoyed it. Alright, well, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Jonica, Patreon supporter since February 2018, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. And that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. Next Tuesday, we'll be back with another episode of The Fat Man. And then next Saturday, we'll be presenting The Silent Men. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.